Thompson uh, with us, and so he chided me yesterday about that. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I, am, I am thrilled that he's here, and I don't know if everybody knows Steve or not, because I know a lot of people have come to church uh, more recently. And, and let me just tell you what we believe is a church. Now, we have a statement of faith that you can read, and, and you can go to our website and read all about that. But we believe in what we call the nowness of God, that God is right here, right now. That Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same Jesus that lived in the Gospels is the same Jesus that still saves, heals, and delivers today. The Holy Spirit that came uh, in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost is the same Holy Spirit that we partake in here today as the church. And that means that God is alive and active right now. That he is speaking right now. That it's not just the word, although the word guides us in all that we do for our faith and practice. But did you know that God wants to speak to you right now today? That every time the word's open, he has something for you and for me that he wants to speak. God is always speaking. Are we listening? That's what we believe. And that's the the beautiful uh, ministry of Steve Sampson as he comes. He preaches the word, and he also ministers the word. And so you're in for a treat today. And I want to tell you, he's a trusted friend of Christian Life Church. Uh, our, our relationship isn't measured in years, it's measured in decades. And so I am thrilled that Brother Steve Sampson is with us today. Would you take your Bibles out, your sermon notes on the back of your bulletin, and while you're doing that, still clap and welcome Steve Sampson as he comes to minister. Amen. <laughs> That's got to be a challenge. You're holding something, but... Uh... It is a pleasure to be back with you. I think it was, I'm working better. You tell me if it changes, okay. Uh, but I think it was, I think it was last February and I was here. I feel like I've been around the world since then, but it's, I do feel very honored to be a part of you. You know, I just get amazed. You know, we read in the Bible how God loves us and we all know that intellectually, but I experience it. I experience it when I'm, when I get up to minister, and the more I minister, I start feeling these waves of love for people. Uh, it's just like not one person has a fault. It just, it really, that's just literally how I feel, and I, I believe that uh, that that is how God feels about us. He looks at us through. He doesn't see our past. He sees, he sees the finished work of the cross. Hallelujah. So it, it is just such a blessing to be with you and to just enjoy this time. Uh, on the book table, there's some books. This book has uh, been out just a little over a year, uh, Discerning and Defeating the Ahab Spirit. This book is a life changer, I promise you. I went through a lot of pain, <laughs> my own personal experience, but I was a, definitely an Ahab. Uh, Ahab, I, this summer, uh, the publisher asked me to rewrite the book Confronting Jezebel. Most people have a Jezebel. You either work with one, live with one, or live next to one, or most people have a control freak in their life. Anyway, they asked me to rewrite that, so I spent the whole summer adding 20,000 words to it. It'll be released in probably about April, but it's kind of a companion to this book. So if you have trouble with Jezebel or you're an Ahab, there's a lot more Ahabs out there than Jezebels, people that give away their power, let people walk on them. Uh, it's just a real issue in our society. Seems like Jezebels and Ahabs always find each other too. Uh, Ahabs are looking for somebody to affirm them. Jezebels are looking for someone to abuse. So, so anyway, it seems to be the case. So we're going to talk about identity this morning for a few minutes. Um, you know, the number one uh, crime in the world is identity theft. There's always people looking for your they say even if you have a lot of different, you know, how we all have passwords to get in things, they say change your passwords frequently because there, there's people out there that can steal your stuff, your bank account, Social Security, all that. But anyway, that's the devil's oldest trick, to steal your identity. He, he's afraid of you knowing who you are. And I want to read this, if I could, from uh, Luke 22, and this is uh, verse... Uh, 31, and Jesus says to Simon, he, he, he addresses him as Simon. It's interesting 
that Simon has been Peter uh, for three years. His, uh, his name has been Peter, Cephas Stone, but Peter uh, for three years. And, but at this point, in fact, in John 1.42, that's where it happened. The first time Jesus met Simon, which the, word, the name Simon means wishy-washy or uh, blown like a reed in the wind. So Jesus has called him Peter for three years, and yet on this occasion, Jesus calls him Simon. And he says in Luke twenty two thirty one, 31, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But he says, but Jesus says, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, not just came back to church, but when you've returned to me, you will strengthen your brethren. So it's interesting to me that, G, that Jesus says Satan has asked for Simon. He didn't ask for Peter. He asked for Simon. The devil would love to steal your identity, to snatch away who you, the reality of who you are in Christ. And the devil's strategy, his sinister strategy, is to get you to depend on the old man instead of the new man. The devil had an attack. He had a strategy. I want you to go back and depend on Simon and not on Peter. How many know we got a Simon in us? We all do. And we got a, but we also have the Peter. We have both. We have the spirit and we have the flesh. There's a scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 3 that says the house, there was a great war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But the house of David grew stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. There, there's two and, and this Christian life is more than being saved, and it's more than saying, uh, you know, Christ, more than saying I've accepted Christ and I'm going to heaven, but it's the reality that I'm going to grow in God, and this flesh is going to be put under, and my spirit man is going to rule, and I'm going I'm to live and act like a child of the King, a son of God, and experience the authority of Christ as a believer. Hallelujah. But interesting, he said, but Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to ask for you. He's asked, he wants to sift you like wheat, but I have that. Your faith will not fail. Still having a little trouble with this microphone. But I've prayed for you that your faith will not fail. First Timothy 6 says we have to fight the good fight of faith. I want to tell you boldly, the devil doesn't like you. The devil's not happy for you. The devil's not saying, listen, I hated to lose you, but good luck with your new master. The devil is out. There's a sinister strategy to, to cripple you, to, to, to blind you to the effect of who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're not going to pray with much confidence. You're not going to pray with much faith. But once you get the, the knowledge of who you are, it's interesting along this same line that he says in, in Matthew 20, uh, uh, 1 verse 28 Jesus uh, tells this deal about a, a man had two sons and he said to the one son go work today in my vineyard and the son said I will not but he but afterward this is verse 29 he regretted it and went then he came to the second son and said likewise but he answered and said I'll go sir but then he did not go. He, Jesus said, which of them did the will of his father? And they said to him, the first. I believe the flesh is impulsive. You know, I, I mean, you know, the flesh volunteers for anything. You know, the flesh, you know, I'll do it, I'll do it. But the flesh doesn't ever follow through. But the spirit man said, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to pay the price. But he considered the cost. And then later he regretted it. And he said, okay, I'll do it. And he was justified. So, so there's two of us. There's a spirit in the flesh. This, the flesh is always impulsive. You ever, you ever notice that? And I know when I pastored, it was like people come and say, the Lord has told me that this is, I'm to be a part of this church. And God has sent me here. I'm going to be a part of this church. And I always want to say, I want to shake your hand because I know I'll never see you again. Because, and, 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 and that happens so many times over and over. But that's the way the flesh is. The flesh is, is impulsive. And then I want you to look with me in Romans 9. And this is... Uh, um, amazing here uh, regarding uh, Rebecca 
And it says that uh, verse 8, Romans 9, that is those who are the children of the flesh, they are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as seed. Verse 10, not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even our father Isaac, uh, that for the children not yet being born, not having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to the election might stand not of works, but of him who calls, it was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. Listen to this. It is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Isn't that interesting? You think about, about Jacob. When you think about Jacob, he wrestled with God. He, he made the effort. He had to press in. When you think about Esau, you think of how he sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. There's a Jacob and an Esau in all of us. There's, some, there's a, that inner man wants to fight and wants to triumph and wants to have victory. But there's an Esau that says, ah, oh, who cares? I'll just, I'll just kind of glide by. And, but it, it's interesting. It says the older shall serve the younger. Esau was born first. And, and, and it was always the oldest had the most honor. But in this case, he said the older shall serve the younger. The flesh shall be servant to the spirit. God wants our flesh to be in subservience to the spirit man. Glory to God. Glory to God. I uh, often think about birds. You know, they're the only creation God ever made that has two realms. They can walk and they can fly. You ever notice birds usually use the flying realm? You know, you never see a bunch of them walking down the interstate. They, they fly. And, and I want to tell you, God gave you two realms. You can walk or you can fly. But there's an assault against you. There's an, there's an assault against your life. Uh, there's a, I, I love the author... Uh, uh, John Eldridge, but he, he, uh, he uses this, uh, he quotes William Grinnell. He said, it is the image of God in you that enrages hell. It is this at which the demons hurl their mightiest weapons. I want to tell you, most Christians don't know who they are. You can't be very effective as a believer if you don't know who you are. But once you know who you are, hell trembles. Hell gets scared. That's why those guys, when they met the, the man at the gate beautiful, they said, look at us. They knew who they were. I've used this illustration so many times, but it helped me. But if you've ever gone to Home Depot or Lowe's and you go to get a key made, you ever, anybody ever done that? Anybody besides me? And when you finally found somebody to wait on you, the guy that... The, he, he has no personality. It's just not there. And he, he, he just, he can't answer. And he walks over to this caris, carousel of beautiful, shiny keys, all different shapes and sizes, but they're all blank. And he takes, finally he picks one out, still no personality. And he picks one out and he, and he takes your key, your master key, if, if you get my drift, and he puts it and lines it up on that machine, puts it in that machine, and the machine begins to grind. And he makes one of those blank keys just like the master key. Blank keys are pretty, and they're shiny, and they're new, but they can't open anything. And I think many times as we, as we say, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. Yeah, but you got, you got to be able to unlock something. God wants you to unlock people. That man at the gate, beautiful, they didn't just heal him. They unlocked him. He was crippled. He was locked up. But they said, look on us. And because they knew who they were, they didn't say, go to our church or go to our, or see our pastors. They said, look on us. We've been, we've been made into his image. We know who we are. And they were able to unlock him. And as a Christian, God wants you to be able to unlock other people because your identity is in him. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's an assault against you to say, you know, let me put it this way. The devil's looking for agreement. The devil wants you to agree with him. You're a failure. You have a terrible past. You're this. God doesn't love you. God tolerates you. The devil has a strategy to keep you bound and gagged and, and powerless. You agree with me? And I want to say he, he, he's good at it. He's a professional. In, in Revelation chapter 12, it says that, that there was a great war in heaven, the, church, the first church split. And it says the devil and, his, and, and Michael fought with the, with the demonic spirits and, and they fell from heaven. 
And then it says in Luke 11, the disciples came back and they, they said, even the pointed head of demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, don't rejoice in this, but rejoice that your name's written in heaven. And he says, behold, I saw Satan fall from heaven. And behold, I've given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. I want to tell you there's an enemy out there and there has to be a spirit of Christ in you. You have to know who you are and rise up and say, I refuse that lie. I resist that lie. I am not going to get in agreement with the devil's lie. Hallelujah. I was in a meeting two weeks ago in Denver and... The, the word of prophecy came to this guy. And all it was very simple, but the Lord said, and it was like, I see you in military armor. Just like this guy was just dressed up in military armor. And so uh, I was telling him this by the Holy Spirit, and he just kind of nodded later. He said, you know, he said, I've been a Christian for many years, served in many ways, but he said, when I went to take my physical to enter the army, he said, I failed the physical. And he said, on the way home in the car, he said, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, I've called you to a different army. Hallelujah. And I believe when God looks at you, he sees you dressed in military armor. Why did God go to Gideon, who was a weakling, who was a chicken, who was hiding, who was hiding behind the winepress? And the winepress represents a very confined, limited place. He should have been on the threshing floor, but he was doing all his work because he didn't know his identity. But God knew his identity. And the angel of the Lord came to him and said, the Lord is with you, you valiant warrior. And we many times are, are working and we're limiting and we're hiding and we're defeated. And the Holy Spirit says, I'm with you. Hallelujah. Revelation 12 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives to the death. I've told this many times, but my own father was... He died at... He, he lived to be 95. I thought he'd never die, but... Um, uh, I'll never forget... Through the years, and I was in ministry, and I'd fly around the world, and some, at some point, he lived in Lincoln, Nebraska, where I grew up, and, and I, would, I would fly into Lincoln, Nebraska, and see him, and I wouldn't be in the room 10 minutes, and there was something about his demeanor, there was something about the way he looked at me, I forgot who I was. All of a sudden, I was a little boy again, I, I lost my authority, I lost my confidence, and, and, I, and I just like I felt like apologizing for being a human being. And he didn't mean it, but in his mind, I was still a 10-year-old boy. And finally, I realized it wasn't my problem, it was his problem. But I mean, there's people in your life that are going to remind you of your past. And your past doesn't define who you are. The blood of Jesus defines who you are. You might say, you know, I, I may have warts, but I'm not a frog. You know, I, I, I may have been there, but that isn't who I am. Who I am is I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. Think about David. When David was sent by his father to, to uh, check on his brothers who were, who were in battle. And David shows up on the scene. David has been in the presence of the Lord. He's out there with he and God alone. I suppose he sang. I, I fiddled with his harp, I suppose. I suppose he practiced with his slingshot. But there was something there that he was occupying. When he came on the lines with his brothers and brought them hamburgers and stuff, it... it it says that he, the first thing out of his mouth, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And in other words, he was appalled at the fear. The anointing was more real to him than fear. No wonder we worship God. No wonder we get in the presence of God because we have to get more familiar with the anointing than the spirit of this world. This world is full of lies. Everything on television is a lie. Every, everything out there is a lie. If you buy this, it'll make you happy. If you drink this, it'll make you feel... Everything's a lie in this world. We have to realize we're, we're of a different world. Hallelujah. We're in the kingdom of God. But anyway, David was appalled. Who is this uncircumcised, this, this uncovenanted man who would dare to defy the armies of the living God? It says in 1 Samuel 17 that David went around and said, now tell me again what's going to be done for this man, whoever kills this cowboy. And they said, well, <clears throat> first of all, he's going to get the king's daughter. And we hope she doesn't have a wooden leg or anything. But, but, <laughs> but you know, the, the, and then secondly, he says, secondly, he says, 
he will be tax exempt in Israel. And David is hearing this. And all of a sudden, David's older brother says, who do you think you are? And with whom did you leave those few small sheep in the wilderness? Trying to steal his identity. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's always going to be somebody trying to steal your identity. If not the devil himself, there'll be a personality. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against personalities. Uh, excuse me, principalities. But, 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 the, but the, issue is, the, the issue is there's always somebody there. And Eliab looks at him and he says, I see the pride and the insolence in your heart. You just came down here to see the battle. But Eliab, his older brother, was describing himself. Most people that attack you, they're just describing their own nature. And David had to shake it off. There's always somebody there to steal your identity. And he shook it off. A friend of mine, pastors in Greenville, South Carolina, he, he's a graduate of Andrew Womack's uh, Bible College, and the church is growing like crazy. And this lady in, in the church had Parkinson's, and her sister would drive her to church, and she, her sister didn't want anything to do with God, and, but would drive her to church, and she'd come in that church. And he, week after week, they preached and taught her and encouraged her, and one day the shaking stopped. And she was able to walk, and she just took off walking. And she, she, was, she, she was on the sidewalk for the church saying, I'm free, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. It was just glorious. And her sister pulled up in the car and said, no, you're not. And the healing just evaporated like that. I want to tell you, the devil doesn't want you to have victory. The devil doesn't want your life to have effectiveness. There's an enemy of your soul that hates you, that is going to try to steal who you are. There's a battle for you. There's a battle for who you are. There's an enemy that wants to keep you ineffective, defeated. David went to Saul, and Saul tried to take his identity. This man's been a warrior from his youth. You're just a kid. David had to, he he put out his resume. Take a look at that. You know, there was a bear one day. He got a lamb in his mouth. I run him down, took the lamb out. Another day, a lion. I've killed both lion and bear. You got any lions and bears in your life? You know what lions are? I believe lions are rageous things, like temper, anger, flesh out of control. I believe bears are emotions. How are you doing? Not, not good. Not good. I'm so glad you asked. I'm really not doing good. That's a bear. That emo- like a bear market, it's just emotion. I want to tell you, there's lions and bears in your life. You've got to get a resume. So when I was alone with God... That old lion rose up against me. That bear came up and said, you're no good. You're defeated. You're a failure. But I took, I took authority and I took care of that bear. Your servant has defeated both lion and bear. And then he got before Goliath. He picked up that sling. I think he used that sling when he was out there fellowshipping with God, singing. I think he got where he could hit a bird, a branch. I think he's pretty good at that thing. I think when he saw Goliath, he didn't see a big man. I think he saw a big forehead. Anybody nine foot tall has to have a big forehead. I I think he thought this is not a big deal. So he comes toward Goliath. And what does Goliath do? Goliath tried to steal his identity. Who do you think you are? Am I a dog? You come to me with sticks? How many know when you start exerting your authority as Christ, the enemy's going to say, who do you think you are? I know your past. I know what you've been through. I saw, I've seen your failures. But I love what David did. David said to Goliath, well, I want to tell you something. I am going to kill you, but first I have a word for you. And, 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 and David took some time, and David, David prophesied to that Goliath. And then he killed him. Well, we have a call of God on our lives. Hallelujah. Do you know that when you take the word, you know, there's many names of God in the Bible. Jehovah Rapha, I'm the Lord that heals thee. Uh, Jehovah Jireh, I'm your provider. Jehovah uh, Shitskanu, and, and all, you know, there's, I, there's all these names of God. 
if you took all those names, they're mentioned a total, cumulatively, about 30 times in the Bible. But there's a word, Jehovah Sabbath, that is mentioned 290 times in the Bible. And it means the Lord of the armies. He's a warrior. Isn't it interesting? A cumulative total, about 30 of those other names, and yet 290 times. He's the Lord of the armies. Why? God's a fighter, and he wants you to fight. Take up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Sit in a room for 20 minutes and shut the light off and shut bail off and, 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 and notice how many thoughts come to your mind that go unchallenged. Negative thoughts, depressing thoughts, discouraging thoughts. Why? Because the enemy of your soul wants you to remain defeated, joyless, powerless, in a survival mode. You know, I got reading Numbers 13. I think it's interesting when they sent the 12 spies in. See, the problem with the 12 spies was it wasn't that they didn't believe in God. It wasn't that they didn't believe in the greatness of God. The problem with the 12 spies was they didn't believe in the greatness of God in them. We quote this all the time. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond, above and beyond all that we could ask or think. And we never quote the last part. According to the power that works in Billy Graham. What does it say? According to the power that works in us. And when they went in and saw those, the 12 spies went in and, and Moses told them to go check it out and see what the land is like and see what the forests are like and see what the minerals are like and see what kind of land it is. They came back with a report. And it says in Numbers chapter 13, they came back with this report. We went into the land which you told us and it truly flows with milk and money, milk and honey. And, and they used 12 words to describe the promise of God. 12 words. But then they, in this, the next verse says, they begin to describe the giants. They said, yes, but the giants are there. The descendants of Anak come from the giants. And they used 150 words to describe the enemy. Isn't that interesting? Twelve words to describe the God and his promises, but 150 words, count them up in Numbers 13, 150 words to describe the giants, the enemy. And I think we do the same thing. I think we, we believe there's a greatness of God. The problem is we don't believe in his greatness in us. That how faithful he is and how powerful he is and how willing he is. And, and I, for one... I've got a new resolution. I don't like resolutions, but my resolutions, I'm, I refuse to get in agreement with the enemy. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, The devil goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How would he devour you? He doesn't have power over you. Jesus said, All power has been given to me. How much does that leave the devil? The devil doesn't move through power. The devil moves through deception. The devil moves through lies. He would love to devour you, to get you to believe a lie, to get you to go back to Simon, to depend on your flesh. Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to, and asked permission. He wants to sift you like wheat. He wants to steal your identity. He wants to rip you off of who you really are. Jesus didn't say, but I, but I told the devil to leave you alone. He didn't say that. He said, I've prayed for you. And when you've come through this, you are going to strengthen your brethren. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I always think of Lazarus when he was loosed and Jesus. I've always thought it was wonderful when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus that he said, loose him and let him go. He, Jesus made him alive, but then he said, now he needs to get free because you can be a Christian and you're still wearing grave clothes. Just make a little, little side note here. Interesting, when Jesus came on the scene, he said he heard that his good friend Lazarus was dead, but he waited two more days. A lot of you have had a year like that, or two years like that. Where's God? I've been through a trial. Where's God? Mary was so discouraged, she went on in the house. 
Martha stood out there and said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus said, if you, I told you, if you believe, you're going to see. But it, it, what's interesting to me, what he said to her, after Jesus wept over, Je- over Lazarus' death, he says, come and show me where you laid him. You know what he says to you? Come, take me to the place where you gave up. Take me to the place where you gave up. Take me to that spot where you stopped believing God. Take me to that spot where you gave in to Simon, where you gave in to the old nature, where you gave in to the pro- giving up on the promise of God. He said, take me to that place because I'm going to raise you up again. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll tell you, I appreciate the Lord, don't you? When I was in, I was in Italy in November, and uh, this, this pastor was gracious enough. At the first got there, he took us, before we started ministering, preached in four churches, but this pastor, who's a friend of mine, he took us to the, the Pope's home, his summer home. And it's kind of, it's a beautiful lake and some beautiful buildings. But he said up there, once in a while during the summer, the Pope will come out and he'll uh, kind of greet the people. And he said there's a story that one day the Pope came out, but he had a representative with him. And he said, we have a real problem here. The Pope's heart is bad. And we need someone to, to, to donate their heart. And so the Pope can have a transplant, so he'll live on. So all the Italians are saying, take him a heart, take him a heart, take him a heart. And finally the representative said, you know, there's so many of you willing to give up your heart. He said, what we're going to do is I'm going to have the Pope throw a feather down. And whoever the feather lands on, that person will be the one that dedicates their heart. And so here comes this feather and everybody's saying, take him a heart, (laughs) take him a heart. (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's funny that's funny anyway (laughs) thank you Jesus I feel a righteous anger because I believe a lot of God's people are living way below what God's called you to live. I believe we're living, many of us are living under oppression. We're living, living under heaviness because the devil's slick. Do you realize you're dealing with an enemy that was smart enough to convince a third of all the angels to go against God? He was cast out of heaven. I believe he's on earth. Those, those angels that were angels are now demonic spirits on earth and they hate you. And that's why you, as a Christian, have to say, no more. I'm not going to get into agreement with the enemy. I'm not going to get into agreement with his discouragement. I'm not going to get into, his, into agreement with his lies. I'm going to believe God. And God will back you up. And heaven will stand up and cheer. Because you do not want to be a victim, not one more day of your life, of identity theft. Amen, amen, amen. I could go on and on. I'm, I'm excited, but... And I know you want me to. Uh, But we're going to stop here a second. But don't you appreciate the Lord? Because I'll tell you, I've been, all my life, it's like that's been my story. The enemy's tried to, you know, steal my identity. I'll say it again. Where I've been doesn't define me. What I've done doesn't define me. I'm defined by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so are you. As far as God's concerned, you don't have a past. All you have is a future. He's not talking to you about your history. He's talking about your destiny. We always talk about our history. Jesus said to the disciples, let down your nets for a catch. What did Peter do? History. We've been out here all night and caught nothing. That's your history. We always talk about our history. Moses said, God, use me, use me, use me. And then God says, I'm going to use you. He says, I can't talk. And, and, and it's like, we always talk about our history. But God's talking about our destiny. Hallelujah. You know, this morning I felt, uh, 
Man, I feel that love for people. I just feel this love. It's just amazing. Oh, I'm not this way in traffic. I really am not. But I, uh, I, I but oh, the anointing. How, we, how God loves us. How God loves us. And he's behind you. 100% of the time, 24-7, he's there to encourage us. Sometimes, like David, had to encourage himself in the Lord. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. They wanted to kill David. David. David had no one to encourage him. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. Let me just pray. I think there's a person right over here. It's like you got monumental headaches, and I want to pray for you. Uh, I think you're in this section. Does that fit one of you in this section? Heavy-duty headaches. Raise your hand if that's you. Back here. Just run up here a second, would you, sister? Let me pray with you. And then what I felt to do this morning, and we're going to have more time tonight just to flow in the, the realm of the Spirit. But uh, I, I trust the Holy Spirit to do great things. But tonight we'll have more time and... Uh, we're just going to yield to this. How long you had these headaches? Um, about a year or so. About a year. Well, we just declare that you're free. We declare, oh God, that our precious sister is free from these and that it's your will to heal her today. That you're, you're, you're going out of your way, oh God, to heal and make her whole. And we thank you, Lord, not only for that, but for every other issue, thing she's struggling with. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I see the Lord feeding you. I see the Lord nourishing you. I see you do a lot of your praying at night. I just see, see like late at night, you're just like you and the Lord cuddled up. And I, I just feel the Lord is going to give you such new, fresh direction. And you're going to begin to see more clearly the purpose and call of God on your life, the way he's uh, leading and directing you. God's going to be, and what I hear him say, he's going to be very specific the next three years are going to be amazing, exciting, beyond recognition. So thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, I want to, I know this is a big building and everything, but I, I want to pray for my one sister back here. And what, what is your first name? Doreen. Doreen. But you know, all morning, I don't, this is so bizarre, but I just... I can't get you off my mind, and I just feel the Holy Spirit saying that he's going to turn things for you. He's going to turn your circumstances, and he's going to turn a lot of stuff that is like assaulted you emotionally. He's going to turn it around for you. And all you have to do is give him praise. God's going to turn a lot of things around. Hallelujah. Do you have back pain, or is it... My shoe that has the back pain. We just agree with you. Because this is, God's going to heal your back, but he's going to do a lot more. So, Lord, we just, we just agree with Doreen. We just agree for the total healing she needs in her back today. We just agree for the, <laughs> you know what I hear? God's going to make you fit as a fiddle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'll tell you one thing I love about the Holy Ghost. He thinks he's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you, there's a willingness. Jesus said to his disciples, listen, he says, if I don't go away, I'm not going to be able to send you the Holy Spirit. But if I do go away, he's coming, and you're going to like him. I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit is the nicest guy on earth. The devil wants you to think he's mad at you. The devil wants you to think he's disappointed. He's not disappointed. He's not mad at you. He's with you. He's on your side. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit's there, the helper. He's the comforter. He's the strength. He's the one that comes alongside. He said, I'll make every day a victory for you. Felt like we're supposed to pray for necks and backs today. Isn't that strange? If you have neck trouble, if you have back trouble. Before we do that, I want to pray for six people that have a lot of pain in your jaw. I don't know if you have that TMJ or MSG or whatever that is. But, but uh, the... the uh, uh, what, where that is, I want to just, could I get the six people? You have a lot of jaw pain. Come, come down here. I just feel there's six of you. And this is your day. This is your day. Should be five more. A lot, lot of, just be real honest. A lot of jaw pain, that kind of thing. 
There's one more. And we're going to pray for weight loss as well. Uh, the, uh, uh, what? Pardon? I've been looking for that. You've been looking for that? Okay. You Pain all every day? Every day with that? A lot. A lot. Okay. Well, God's going to take care of it today. Seems like there's, I felt like I heard six. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Any, any, is there others? Hmm. Well, okay. Don't want you to miss it, but we agree. What's your name? Maida. 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 Well, Lord, we bless Maida. We bless her in the healing she needs. We bless her in the healing of these jaws. God, let the virtue of Jesus Christ flow through her. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Glory to God. This past year has been such a year of resistance. I see these contrary winds blowing against you. Uh, but you are, uh, God is getting you airborne. You're going to fly. You're going to soar. And I want to tell you what. God's made you. I don't know if this has been true in the past, but you're going to become a talker. You're going to talk to God, but you're going to talk to people. And the anointing is going to flow through your words. And, and God's going to give you words to say to people. God's going to give you uh, nuggets of truth to speak. And where the enemies tried to hinder these jaws, the love of God's going to come through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we agree. What's your name? Carmel. 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 Well, Lord, we thank you for Carmel. We bless her life today. We bless her for this total healing. We thank you for strength, for strength, for strength. We know you're, you've healed her. I just feel this about you. This whole message is for you. The enemy's tried to get your strength. The enemy's tried to assault your strength. And I see you picking up these weapons and, and just doing more. That your life is going to have a, a lot of effect of setting people free from bondages, of setting people free that, from hurts and dysfunctions and discouragements and that's the kind of anointing that's on your life and you're going to see the the best in people you're going to see the potential in people and god's going to make you privy to what's going on in their heart hallelujah that they're just a real gift of discerning and prophetic in you so thank you lord amen 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 hallelujah what's going on is this with your jaw okay what's your name Tony, Lord, we bless Tony today. We bless her with the healing she needs. We thank you that it's perfect, that it's whole, it's amazing. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. I see you like been in like a dust storm, and, and it's like the, the, the things are clearing up. Rain is coming. There's so much that has like obscured your vision, blinded your vision, but there's the cool, fresh rain, and the dust is gone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you have a son? Do you have children, daughters? Somebody there were to pray about. What's, what's going on with that? Is, is there a physical sickness or what? Yeah, or she's got <coughs> allergies and digestion. All kinds of stuff. What's her name? Rachel. We send your word, Lord, to Rachel right now. We send the word of healing. We send the word of strength. Thank you, Lord, for amazing results in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What's going on here? Just, we agree. Yeah, we agree that pain goes, that it's just. Did you ever, like, break your collarbone or something at one time? No, I, just, I, I, have, I do have an issue with this side. With this side, okay. Well, we just bless you. We thank you, Lord, for that healing that's flowing right now. We bless you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Man, he's there, he's there, he's there, he's all over. Hallelujah. Whew, man, the, I'm getting hot as fire. There's just healing flowing all through you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Glory to God, glory to God. I just want to just, we got five minutes here. We just want to wait on the Lord, but there's a, there's a man that has had a, you've had a bad diagnosis about your, a prostate situation. When they test your prostate again, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be whole. Everything's going to be normal. Boy, do I hear that. It's just going to be normal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Um, there's somebody that was uh, involved. This is what I'm hearing the Lord say. You were involved in like a car accident. But it's not just the injury and all that, but it's like you were ripped off financially through it. You never got, you, you, you just, it cost you a lot financially. You were ripped off, I guess, through the insurance or whatever. But God's going to restore that to you. Who am I talking to? Just raise your hand that that, that pertains to. Seems like, I, I don't think you, there's anything wrong with you physically, but it's just like, that where you were ripped off, the money's going to come back. Believe me, it will. That that was you, okay? We just how long ago was that? Well, the money's coming back, so so get ready. But you're okay physically, right? You're okay physically. You okay mentally? Just kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm just teasing, just teasing you. But the money's coming. You're going to see some, some unusual financial manifestation in your life. So just get ready. Okay, let's pray for backs and necks. If you have back or neck issues, why could I just get you to stand up a second? We're just going to pray about that. I'm sure there's a lot, uh, a lot of those. And Lord, we just agree because many we don't want, we don't have time to pay for individual. But I'm going to ask you to just go over to the person. Just get around. Just put your hand on their back there. Lord, we just thank you for the healing that you're doing today. The healing of backs, necks, all those areas. Oh God. We thank you, God, for the perfect manifestation, O oh God, the perfect healing, the perfect manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for the perfect flow. We thank you. We're going to hear report after report after report that these necks and backs are healed, pain-free, 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 pain-free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Now, just everybody have a seat a second, and we just want to pray. I uh, want to pray for a, just, God's willing to do anything. But I, do, I just want to pray. It seems like this is a man that has trouble with neuropathy. You have that, that extreme pain on the bottom of your feet. Uh, it seems like this is a man, but just a lot of pain on the bottom of your feet. I've heard it's where, okay, come up here, brother. I was hoping it wasn't you, but I uh, just, uh, <laughs> bless you, hallelujah. Uh, how long has that been going on? See, it's been about four or five years. Wow. Well, God's after you today, so Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you for blessing our brother with this perfect healing. We thank you that this pain goes in Jesus' name. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. We give you glory. We give you glory for what you're doing and accomplishing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One thing I know about you, the enemy's not going to hold you back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How long has that gone on? Yeah, I have my uh, lumbar lung laminectomy in 1984. And after about three years, I developed my foot from my right foot. Okay, so about, so about three years you've really suffered there. So, Lord, we just agree. Perfect healing. Lord, it's your anointing that does the work. It's your anointing that touches these nerves. And, Lord, make him whole. Make him whole. Make him whole. Make him whole. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, it's so. It's so, it's so. Amen. And uh, I feel like I'm to pray for one person. It seems like that you have had, uh, you've never been sick much in your life until this past year. It's like you've had a wonderful life of freedom. from. But this past year, you've had so much stuff come against you physically, physical problems. Where, where are you at? I just want to pray with you real quickly. You hear? Amazing how many people come up afterwards, and, and uh, but it, I don't know what's been on. Just like there's been an attack against you physically. Are you here? Okay. Okay, my sister back here. Did you raise your Did you raise your hand too? Come on back. Yeah. I really sense God can do both of you. So, uh, 
we just, <laughs> so we just. That true? You've never had much sickness all your life until this past year. What's your name? Sandra. Sandra. Well, Lord, we bless Sandra. We bless her with perfect healing. We bless her with strength. And we just come against this attack. We stand with her against this assault of the enemy. And we just declare health. We declare strength and wholeness and just enjoyment of life every day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, one thing I see, I just see Satan under your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And God's going to create a better opportunity for you. I, don't, I, I believe this is job-wise or income-wise, but it, there's just something coming down the pipe that is going to be a better situation for you. All right. Praise God. So you've never had any stuff go on? Well, I wasn't sick, but something happened six years ago. I was in real evil churches. I don't okay. talk about well, it. I'm back here since... Good. April. Good. Well, we thank you, Lord. Your first name again is? Linda. Linda. We thank you for Linda, Lord. We bless her with perfect health and perfect strength. We cancel any assignment against her. We cancel it in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We declare her whole and well, and she'll enjoy life and fight the good fight. Amen. Thank you. Amen, 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 amen. Um. This, I said, we got to get out of here, but I want to just pray for my brother right through here. Um, I just see, your first name is? Pete. Pete. I just see God really giving you a, a more clear vision and a more, uh, I just see God just giving you abundant guidance and life flowing. Uh, it's like everything's a stalemate, everything's... Uh, locked up right now but the the vision is going to increase and you know where you're to go from here and the steps you're to take and so forth Thank you. man i just see so much quagmire and so much hindrance and we just we just declare you free you know what and with you also what is your name sherry. lord we just declare sherry you know what I, I i just feel god's going to flood you with his mind with his thoughts and uh, changes are coming. Uh, I see you getting hooked up, getting in stride with the Holy Spirit. And you're to say, Sherry, you're to say, Lord, I want your will, not my way, but yours. And the, the enemy has beat you up. The enemy has, has abused you. And you've, you've been through some rough years. But if you, if you abandon yourself to the Lord... And you just say, Lord, I want it your way. God's going to make this heaven on earth for you. He really is. All right. Praise God. And you're out of that quagmire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands a second. Lord, we just exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you, Lord. Would you say it with me? Father God. I acknowledge that I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. You are for me and the devil's against me. And I choose to walk with you, acknowledging you that my identity is because of you and nothing else. I thank you for your authority. Your confidence, your Holy Spirit living in me. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The, uh, the, you going to be here tonight? Yeah. I'll pray for you more then, but I just feel, you know, I keep hearing this about if one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. You're more than a couple. You're a team. Hallelujah. I'll pray for you more tonight. I just feel such compassion for you, brother. And I, I uh, thank you, Lord, that you said that when we're in adversity, we stand. And having done all to stand. Stand with wearing that whole armor of God. Hallelujah. 
God's going to give you some more breakthrough that you need. And just, but you're to stand. You're just to stand, stand, stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we just praise God. Um, um, just encourage you to enjoy the Lord. I pray today the Lord just open your eyes to the salt. And you, your eyes will be open to any stupid lie of the enemy. And you can walk with, with God and enjoy, enjoy him. He doesn't just love you, he likes you, all right? And weird as we all are, he likes us, okay? So I'm going to have Pastor come back, and we're going to come back tonight, 6 o'clock. Bless you. Amen. What a a powerful time in the presence of the Lord this morning, and what a good, good word. And um, just so you know, we're going to put all three services online as quickly as we can tonight. Uh, hopefully by the end of the evening uh, or tomorrow morning, they'll be available. And I want you to review what was spoken from the Word or a personal prophecy and uh, allow God to continue to speak to you in great ways. So that's going to be available for you, and uh, I do encourage you to come back tonight. We want to receive an offering for Steve and his ministry. He just comes in faith. There's... Uh, uh, just he just comes believing that God's going to provide. He's not paid by any church or any ministry, and so he just uh, lives on the offerings that are given. And so, if you can sow a seed into Steve's ministry that is now being taken around the world, uh, and uh, God's using him through interpreters in different nations, and so if you can bless him this morning, that would be great. And I know that uh, you are a very generous church, and I know that you will be generous in your giving uh, to Brother Steve Sampson while he's here. And what I want us to do as we give is to pray for Steve, uh, because we want him to be full of the power of God uh, when he leaves. Because when you are ministering, there's a lot of energy that goes into that because you're working with the Holy Spirit. And we want him to be ready for his next assignment after here. So as the men and women come forward, let's just stretch forth our hand to Steve and pray for him. God, we just thank you uh, for Steve's boldness, God, to listen to you. Uh, Lord, to just open your word for us, God, we just thank you for that. We thank you for the treasure that he is uh, to our family here. And God, we believe that you have even more for him, God, that you are going to give him fresh words, God. You're going to continue to build him up and make him strong. And God, I pray that he would leave here refreshed and ready, God, to go to the next place you've appointed him to go. And God, thank you for allowing him to have this time with us. Give him your refreshment now and provide for his every need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Along with tonight at 6 p.m., I do invite you to go out to the table in the lobby and pick up some of Steve's books. Steve is a gifted writer in the sense that when you're reading his books, it's like you're talking to him. And I have all of his books on my shelf, and when I need to be encouraged in the Lord, or I want to increase my expectation to hear God's voice, I pull off one of his books, and it's like Steve's talking to me. And it's not only um, books, but there's also DVD series and different things out there. So if you want to pick something out up there to, to kind of take home with you, you can do that. But I do invite you, please come back tonight at 6 p.m. There's really nothing better that you can do. I know you can sit in front of your TV. I know you can do a lot of different things on a Sunday night as you get ready for a Monday. But I want to encourage you to come back. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to hear his word again. And then we're just going to allow God to do what he wants to do, kind of taking the limits off. We have time limits, obviously, on a Sunday because Church of Bethlehem is on their way in. But tonight, there's just no limits. And uh, so I encourage you to come back tonight and get all that God has for you at 6 p.m. Next uh, night, Monday night, is uh, the WILL movie night. Come back for that. There's a lot of great activities. You can see it all in your bulletin. We're about to go, but as you go, we definitely want you to fellowship with one another. Uh, If you want special prayer, we'll be down front to pray with you. But as we exit here, I'd like you to choose one of two places to go. Either go to our gym and help pack some meals for the Philippines, or head down to the conference room on the lower level to begin to talk about uh, the prison ministry that is starting here at Christian Life. So uh, choose wisely and according to the Holy Spirit for you. Would you stand for the blessing of the Lord this morning? May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. God, I thank you for that covenant blessing that is upon your people, that is upon us, God. 
May we see ourselves as you see us, God. May we see ourselves as blessed. May we see ourselves as favored. May we see you smiling down from heaven when you look at us with your love and your grace and your mercy. May that be our identity this week, God. Lord, keep us safe, keep us strong until we can gather together again as a church and worship you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you need special prayer, we'll be down front. Otherwise, uh, pack some meals, go visit the prison ministry, and uh, tell somebody you love them as you go this morning. God bless you.